Hi friends, welcome to another episode of Making Disciples. My name is Chris Rogers and I am your host. It is so, so good uh, to have you with me and to spend time together talking about Jesus, our faith and discipleship. What does it actually look like for us to live our faith each day? Uh, in this podcast, we look at lots of different topics. Uh, sometimes we look at something that's a bit more theological. You know, what does it mean to understand a particular idea about God? Sometimes we might look at a piece of the Bible and just kind of unpack it. And other times we talk about discipleship. And, you know, discipleship is the impact of which Jesus is making on us and the way that we then turn that into a life that's lived differently. Uh, I love it in the New Testament where uh, essentially what Jesus is calling his disciples to is a life of apprenticeship, uh, following their rabbi, doing what their rabbi did, mimicking what their rabbi did. Apprenticeship is ultimately what discipleship is about. Discipleship is not about learning more. Uh, it's about following our rabbi and doing what we see our rabbi do. So you look at the, the New Testament and you look at Matthew, Mark, Luke and John and the whole bunch of uh, disciples that we have. And what we, we see in the disciples is, is a group, particularly at that point, a group of men. But we know that there were women around as well. Okay, let's make it clear. It was not just men who were disciples. Women were apprentices of Jesus as well. Uh, but what they were doing was they were watching what Jesus did. They were listening to what he had to say. He allowed them, um, they allowed his teaching to transform their hearts. But then it was what they then did with that. And it's the life lived in reflection of Jesus, apprenticing in the way of Jesus, that actually makes discipleship. Uh, so disciples are people who are learning the art of following Jesus, going the way that Jesus is going and doing the things that Jesus did. So today we're going to be talking uh, about you. We want to talk about you and your discipleship. and What does it mean for you to be a disciple? Uh, what is the life of of a disciple what does that look like for us and that's what we're going to be exploring uh, together so i hope you find this really interesting uh, a couple of things before we jump in if you want to support the podcast the best way to do that is to buy us a coffee and there's a link in the show notes thank you to all the listeners that have done that over the last number of months uh, i have got my cup of coffee here that one of you guys has bought for me uh, as i record this podcast so massive massive thank you it's so good to kind of have that relationship with you that um, you kind of are investing in me as i try to invest into to you guys uh, the other thing i want to say is uh, podcasts like this they don't just get found uh, people tell people who tell people who tell people so i'd love to say please if you find any of these podcast episodes remotely helpful tell others about it share it put it on your social media so other people see it uh, that would be the best thing to help uh, us and the podcast kind of get the me these this message out there and i want to say this you know why is it important is it who is it important to that more people listen to this podcast let me just make it clear it's not important to me in terms of me it's it's in terms of people coming to know the fullness of what it means to follow jesus and there are so many um versions of christianity out there that are heavy that they are burdensome uh or, or you know the the interpretation of christianity that they teach is heavy and burdensome but actually when we look at jesus 
uh, he is the one that comes to carry the burden he is the one who comes to take what we cannot carry and carries it upon himself and our role then is to follow him and to do what he did this is meant to be something that equips people not lays more burden on them Uh, so we'd love more people to listen to it because we want them to be filled full of the life that jesus wants us to be filled with so there you go please do give it a share we would really really appreciate that now today's episode is called life of a disciple Uh, i'm going to ask you to get yourself a pen and paper or a pencil and paper or something like that there's something i want you to draw uh while we're talking together and uh you know if you're driving please don't try to draw you might want to draw this up later uh but essentially what i'm going to get you to draw is the picture that's on this episode um so if you're listening to one of the podcast uh, locations that lets you see the specific artwork for this episode uh the artwork will be there for you to see as well Uh, but i want you to draw it out because i think it'll be really helpful to you so friends we're going to jump in today with an episode called life of a disciple so go jump get yourself a pen and paper and we'll see you in a moment wonderful well the life of a disciple i want you to take your pen and paper and I'd love you to draw a triangle. I want you to draw a triangle, and in the middle of that triangle, if you just want to write something like life of a disciple, um, and what we're going to talk about is what is the impact? Uh, what does it look like for us to be a disciple of Jesus? So what I'd love you to do is take your paper, I want you to draw a triangle, I want you to have the point at the top and the widest point at the bottom, okay? And I want at the top, I want you to write the word up, to the right hand side the uh, the spike on the bottom right hand side I want you to write in and on the bottom left hand side I want you to write out the life of a disciple is a life that is being transformed in the three directions of up in and out and I'm going to walk through what up is I'm going to walk through what in is and I'll walk through what out is but essentially a disciple of Jesus is somebody whose whole life is being transformed and influenced by Jesus and what we do as disciples we allow it to influence us in these three directions are up are in and are out so you draw your triangle life of a disciple in the middle up at the top to the right spike on the bottom edge of the triangle put in and on the bottom left hand side we need to write out so let us talk about up first so Hebrews 12.2 says this, fix your eyes on Jesus. So ultimately this is about worship. The life of a disciple is somebody who recognises that Jesus is king. A disciple is somebody that recognises that Jesus is the rabbi of which we follow and he is the one that we are fixing our eyes on. So ultimately this is about worship, adoration, looking up to him and all that he has uh, done for us uh, is for us gives us so we adore him in worship and that the impact of this worship is not about singing although singing is a part of worship the worship i want to talk to you about today is worship allowing that allows god to to transform you but also uh, you use it to worship him through your head your heart and your hands so 
on up, just to the left of up, I'd love you to write head, heart and hands. The life of a disciple is somebody who's fixing their eyes on Jesus and they fixing their eyes on Jesus through their head, their heart and their hand. Head, that is the way that you think, you reflect, uh, you know, the, being shaped by what you are knowing and learning about him, but also knowing and learning about yourself. So your head is the place that you are uh, transforming your thinking, transforming your understanding, transforming your believing and what you understand theologically about who God is. So up is about worship and allowing your mind to be transformed by the one that you are fixing your eyes on. Not only do you worship with your head in the way that you think, the way that you think theologically or think about God, you also fix your eyes on Jesus in the way that you focus your heart on him. Your heart is that place. Sometimes uh, in the Hebrew scriptures, heart and soul kind of get blended together. What is your heart? The heart is your inner place. It's the it's the place, you know, we talk about having a broken heart. Uh, it's that internal space uh, where uh, your soul and your inner being come together. And when Hebrews 12 and 2 says, fix your eyes on Jesus, um, it's not specifically talking about your physical eyes but it's about that movement of your inner eye your inner place fixing that inner space on Jesus the inner space of your head and your thinking your inner space of your heart your passions your joys your loves your desires so part of this is about trying to make your heart aligned with his heart in worship you know God has a heart for uh, for uh, justice. Uh, what breaks his heart is injustice. Uh, so our hearts is this place uh, in us that we have to align with him. So the life of a disciple is somebody who's fixing their eyes on Jesus. They're looking up to Jesus with their inner eye, the inner place, and they're looking up to Jesus in that with their heads and the way that they think, with their hearts and what breaks their hearts, but also with their hands. And we worship God with our hands yes we raise our hands in worship that's worship yes we can use our hands to worship with music and playing music uh, we can worship god by the way that we take out money from our wallets with our hands to give away but we worship god through the way that we serve and care for others how we practically uh, physically touch the other the, the those that are on the edge giving them value by the way that we touch them that we hug them. Uh, so our hands are a, a device of worship and in the very way that we use them to wash someone's feet or to cook them a meal uh, or to make something for somebody, that is a act of worship. So fixing our eyes on Jesus, fixing that inner space, our head, our heart and our hands on Jesus is a full act of worship. So up is Worship. So the life of a disciple is somebody that's looking up to Jesus, that is fixing their inner being, their inner eye, you could say, on Jesus and adoring him. And that up has a effect on the in and the out that's at the bottom of the, the triangle. Worship affects your inner and your outer life. 
Friends, if you don't worship the right thing, you will always worship the wrong thing. Unless we are fixing our eyes on Jesus with our head, heart and hands, through the way that we think, through having a heart that's aligned with his and hands that are willing to serve like him, um, unless we're doing that, fixing our eyes on Jesus and ultimately you know, being a worshipper, um, then if we don't do that, it will have an effect on our inner and our outer life. Worship affects your inner and outer life. And if we don't worship the right thing, we will worship the wrong thing. So if you're not looking up to Jesus, then you're probably looking down to earthly things. And that will affect what's going on inside of yourself and what's going on on the outside of yourself, what you're building uh, your life towards. So the life of a disciple, number one, is somebody that's looking up, fixing their eyes on Jesus and allowing Jesus to shape their head, their heart and the hands. And that act of worship then impacts the in and the out. So let's talk about the in that's on the bo- bottom right hand side of the triangle for a moment. If we don't worship the right thing, we will worship the wrong thing. Your inner space, the place inside of you, we talk about it being your, your heart or your soul, this inner space, your inner life. This space can be filled full of uh, cravings, passions uh, and uh, it could be a place where you idolize the wrong things it can be a place uh, where you are just bent towards uh, other things filling your filling your soul so let's talk a little bit about your inner being and to be Jesus shaped we need to be people who are becoming disciplined uh, in control of our cravings, in control of our passions. And friends, it's only when we have allowed Jesus to transform our inner life and that we become disciplined, uh, we're in control of our cravings and our passions, it's only then that our inner life, when it's fully given over to Jesus, that we will become peaceful and have a heart that is broken for injustice, essentially Jesus-shaped. Um before I became a d- disciple of Jesus, uh, I was uh, lacking in discipline. My heart was full of cravings and my inner being was filled full of passions. And when Jesus gets hold of your inner being, it is only when Jesus got hold of your inner being that you will start to become peaceful, content, happy, joyful and broken hearted for the things that break God's heart. When we are in, uh, well, are non-disciplined or not disciplined, when we're filled full of cravings, we're filled full of passion, we are not peaceful people, we are not content people, we are not happy people, we're not joyful people because we're always wanting to fill the hole, fill the gap, fill the thing that, that is the craving inside of us. And when we're filled full of cravings, we'll look for anything any good thing to try and fulfill that craving uh, we'll look for any way anything that will make that craving go away and it's only when we are be- our inner life is becoming jesus shaped that actually our cravings and our passions and our disciplines will actually all come together in a way that we become peaceful luke six twelve, it says that jesus got up early to pray investing friends into your inner space investing into your inner space is the only way of you becoming peaceful joyful 
loving, compassionate, caring. Um, somebody who isn't driven by their passions, driven by their cravings. Uh, it's only when we start our day regularly uh, and calm the inner voice by listening to the voice of Jesus. That is the only way of us actually becoming peaceful people and becoming Jesus-shaped people. When we worship the wrong thing, all the disciplines, the cravings and the passions go out of whack. But friends, when we are worshipping the right thing, when we are worshipping Jesus and we're keeping our eyes fixed on him, the, the knock-on effect or the, one of the byproducts of that is that our inner being starts to uh, align itself with Jesus and we become peaceful and we become content, we become happy, we become joyful and our hearts become broken for the same things that break Jesus's heart. So a life of a disciple is somebody who's looking up, fixing their eyes on Jesus, allowing their head, their heart and their hands to be transformed by him in the act of worship. But also at the same time, then the byproduct of that is that our inner being starts to align itself uh, with him. We start to find a peace that goes beyond uh, all earthly understanding. And as we worship the right thing, our disciplines, our cravings and our passions start to be aligned with the kind of things that, that Jesus' heart uh, was aligned with. So the life of a disciple is somebody who's looking up in worship, but also their inner life then is aligning itself uh, with Jesus. And the fr friends, the exciting thing is there is now another knock-on effect. When we look up, the effect is on our inner being. And as our inner being is transformed, there's now another knock-on effect. And that is now with our outer life. A life that is lived out like Jesus. So let me just talk about your outer life for a moment. You know, it says in scripture that our whole lives should be lived as a living sacrifice. Our whole lives is an act of worship. So in the same way our inner life is transformed by worship and adoring him, Jesus, by fixing our eyes on him, and our inner life then being transformed and our cravings and our disciplines and our passions all aligning with him, the knock-on effect then is that we become people who live out the stuff that Jesus lived out. So this is where we now start to see the action stuff. Let me just read this to us, Matthew 9.35. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. In that one verse, it shows us what a life of Jesus looked like. Jesus went through all the towns and villages. Jesus goes out and he's teaching. He's teaching people where they are. He's teaching them the way of God, the life of God, the love of God, the compassion of God, but also uh, the justice of God and the uh, wrath of God. Now, you want to probably skip back two episodes and look at what do I mean by wrath. The wrath of God is the love of God and the justice of God coming together. Now, the wrath of God is not uh, fueled by anger. It's fueled by justice and love so Jesus goes out and he's teaching in the synagogues and he's teaching about who this God is and he says that he's proclaiming the good news of the kingdom the kingdom of God is here so he's telling people it's good news 
It's good news. God is on your side. God is for you. God is right here and he's wanting to make a difference in your lives, proclaiming this good news. And he also, it says, he goes healing every disease and sickness. So when we're a life of a disciple, living out a life of a disciple, the out of our lives, the impact of our lives is actually we cannot keep Jesus silent. A disciple is somebody who says, do you know what? I cannot remain silent on this issue. I need to tell others about this. I've got to proclaim the good news. And I, I really believe, this is you speaking now, that I really believe that God wants to make a difference in people's lives. He wants to bring about healing and restoration and resurrection in people's lives. So healing every disease, freeing people from demons um, and healing people. This is the work of God's kingdom life lived out uh, seeing other lives transformed so the life of a disciple is somebody that doesn't remain silent about Jesus the life of a disciple is somebody that tells people the good news uh, that Jesus is here the good news of the kingdom that there's a king on the throne who loves us who adores us who's done everything he could possibly do for us that we might live in complete unity shalom peace with him uh, in partnership with him and through that partnership we're then doing the stuff that he did and experiencing the wonderful miracles that we see Jesus experiencing in the New Testament so friends the life of a disciple is not somebody that remains in a pew the life of a disciple isn't somebody who just shows up once a week. The life of a disciple isn't somebody who says, yes, well, uh, I believe Jesus is who he says he is. Uh, I've accepted him as my saviour. I'm just going to sit back now, wait until the day I die to be able to enter the pearly gates. That's not a disciple. A disciple is somebody who daily is looking up to Jesus, fixing their eyes on Jesus, fixing their mind on Jesus, their heart on Jesus and their hands on Jesus. A life of a disciple is somebody whose inner being is being transformed and shaped by Jesus. Um, somebody whose uh, cravings and passions are actually starting to align themselves with Jesus's cravings and passions. Uh, that the inner being of a disciple is somebody who's becoming peaceful somebody who's becoming joyful and content with what they've got but also broken-hearted for the injustice that they see around them and the life of a disciple is somebody that is then lived out in doing the stuff that we see Jesus do going to tell the stranger going to tell somebody who does not know anything of this good news doesn't understand any of the teachings of who Jesus is and what he has done and somebody that brings healing and restoration in all its forms when I talk about healing friends don't just think about laying on the hand and praying for a sick person the healing that God wants to bring is to communities, it's to families, it's to workplaces and work colleagues and family units. The healing that God wants to bring about is more than just disease and sickness. It's it's the captives set free. It's a year of jubilee, uh, a life lived out in where we're seeing Jesus transforming those around us in, in all their forms. So the life of a disciple is somebody who's looking up in worship, looking having their inner life transformed, but also then living out the fullness uh, of what Jesus, we see Jesus doing in the Gospels. And I guess there's a question for us to ask ourselves. 
as a disciple of Jesus, am I fixing my eyes on Jesus regularly enough so that I am being transformed in my inner life and my outer life? Am I looking up? Am I fixing my eyes on Jesus regular enough that my head is worshipping him, my heart is worshipping him, and my hands are worshipping him? Now, when I say enough, uh, traditionally the evangelical church would say, oh, you've got to read your Bible every day, you've got to pray every day. And I would say that's great. I, really, I would be saying that. And one of the things I'd love to you know, just remind you of, uh, I've talked about this many times on the podcast, is to do uh, a daily retreat every day if you do a three two one three minutes read the bible two minutes pray one minute listen to god in six minutes you can go on a daily retreat fixing your eyes on jesus that is a really good place to start now some of us your life is just messy 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 and the moment somebody says you should do this every day you should do this every day it doesn't matter how good it is to do this every day your life is so messy right now it just doesn't work where you're at. So what I would say to you is, think about how regularly you can fix your eyes upon Jesus and try and just do a little bit more. If you could fix your eyes on Jesus once a week, praise be, but I'd say, can you do it twice? If you're fixing your eyes on Jesus twice a week, I'd say, can you do it three times? Now, one of the ways I do this is, yes, I do it through church gathering on a Sunday and yes I do it through small groups I have a little small group that meets in my house every week a little gang of us we pray together we read Bible together we encourage each other we cheer each other on I find that really helpful as well yes I do personal Bible study and prayer but I, I actually find it really hard praying on my own I, I find it much easier when I'm with others it's like a fire being stoked and on Tuesdays and Thursdays mornings, I just gather with my staff team. We, we pray together. That is one of the best times of prayer for me. One of the most life-giving times of prayer. Praying in community for some of us is what we need, not praying on our own. That's not saying praying on our own isn't important and can't be really good. But some of us, we might need to find others that we can pray with regularly because that's the way that it's going to get you to do it and get you to pray for others. And you could do that through what's called a prayer triplet. Uh, some people like getting into groups of three and regularly getting together with those other two individuals and just praying with each other. So I would just say is, can you more regularly fix your eyes on Jesus? Can you more regularly do that? Um, for some of us, worship and prayer is not the issue. But one of our issues is it, that stuff hasn't yet transformed our inner being. Some of us, our inner lives are filled full of disruptions. Uh, it's messy, it's complex, it's got no disciplines in there. Our hearts are riddled with cravings for all sorts of things. And passions that are just wild stuff that, that have got nothing to do with anything healthy or good. And you've not moved worship from your from your uh, up yet fixing your eyes on Jesus to your inner being your inner being has not changed so the question for you is what is going to need to happen for some of us it's we just got to confess for some of us we've got to get around good godly people who can help us get there some of us it's just praying God move this stuff from my head move it from the stuff that I enjoy about church uh, to actually a thing that is transforming my inner being 
God, fill me with your Holy Spirit that my inner being may be transformed. And it may well be that you you guys, you've just it, got to do the hard graft of getting in a place where your heart is being softened and transformed by God. Uh, again, prayer, reading the Bible. So, so many answers to what we need as disciples are found in a relationship with God through prayer and a relationship with God through reading, reading of Scripture. So some of us, it, it's our, our inner being that needs to be transformed. But I do wonder, the church does seem to be filled full of lots of people who turn up on a Sunday. A lot of people who are marinating in Jesus quite regularly. But actually, we've not moved to the outer place. That place where we are living a life like Jesus. And this is where I want to kind of land us today. When people look at you and your life, do they see a life lived out that looks like Jesus? Do they see you praying for people? Do they see you being compassionate to people? Do they see you helping others, caring for the last, the least, and the lost? Does anybody ever see you praying for somebody else, or dare I even say, praying for healing for somebody else? Uh, is your faith so secret there is no out? There is no out. Matthew 28. Therefore go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We were called to go out, living out our faith to make disciples of other people. So my question for us is, how confident are you in living out your faith? Is there an out? Is there any aspect of out in your life or is out something that you need to think about and reflect on if you're going to have a life of a disciple of Jesus uh, Jesus's life was lived out in community and it was lived out on the road with people and it was lived out in such a way it ultimately brought him to the cross what does Jesus say in, in Mark 8 if you want to be my disciple pick up your cross and follow me being a disciple is not somebody who just worships in the church it's not just somebody who marinades in God in his presence but we are people who are going where Jesus went and we're living out our faith through action looking like Jesus in the everyday so I want to just challenge you with that today is there more out for you? Is there more living out your faith Monday through Saturday? And is there little things that you could be doing today that would help you live out, give you a bit more confidence and courage to live out? One silly way of doing that is just choosing, saying, today I want to be a blessing to somebody else. I want to bring about a blessing and choosing to step into doing something for someone else somewhere in your day where you are modeling the way of Jesus. It could be a sandwich for the guy that sits outside your workplace every day who's hungry. Uh, it could be picking up a coffee for a colleague, sending a text message to somebody you know that is struggling, uh, being generous with your finances towards someone or something. There are so many ways that you could live out your faith practically intangibly and if you want an example then hey friends pick up the gospels matthew mark luke and john they're riddled through different ways of living out your faith seen in the life of jesus
tell friends I pray that you found that remotely helpful and interesting on this this Monday friends I pray that it brings blessing to you as well as a bit of challenge so friends until next time grace and peace have a really good week and don't stop reflecting on what it means for you to have a life of a disciple that's lived up in and out grace and peace Thank you.